Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. I'm Memento Mori, and I'll be your Phaeologist for today. So, it's finally here. After around half a year of writing, planning, debating and arguing in a Discord server, and a great deal of blood, sweat and tears, it is my pleasure to bring to you the newest and latest version of the Phaeology Heroic Grail tier list. This tier list will only cover all of the Grail units up until Vel, because any more than that and I really wouldn't be able to handle reading this all out. And this version includes a frankly insane amount of changes, from new units being added into the game, to lots of units having shifted rankings based on their refines, their competition, or just whether they aged well in general. So because there is so many units that I have to cover, I'll for this episode I'll only go from the F tier up until the C tier, and then the next episode will be from the B until finally the S tier, just for, you know, suspense and all that. So without further ado, let us begin with uh, the F tier. So for this newest edition of the tier list, we wanted to make some slight changes to how the F tier works. And I think I should credit Klaus for this idea, but we basically wanted to make it so that just as the S tier reflects the absolute best, the absolute pinnacle of a unit in each color, the F tier also reflects the absolute worst unit in each color. And so for the four units in the F tier, the first one I'll be talking about is Summer Lorenz. Because some units try to be a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. And well, Lorenz fails at even that. He takes a pretty decent 162 BST and somehow manages to do absolutely nothing with it. His 45 base HP is relatively high, but the rest of his stats mean you probably aren't going to run him in Aether Raids or Pawns of Loki anyway. His offensive spread of 32-31 is just simply terrible by 2020 standards, and a defensive spread of 25-29 gives him a bit of bulk, but really is nothing new spectacular. I'd say his conch bouquet is fine, giving him attack res plus 5 for his first combat of each phase, and 7 HP after combat, but Lawrence's stats simply do not hold up even with its help. He has Fire Boost, uh, a staple of many free-to-play units that came out in 2020, and even Res Wave in the C-slot, which is new in the Grail pool, but that does not make it a useful skill. And so therefore, I'd say that Lorenz's extremely lackluster stats and skills land him solidly in the F tier, though if it were only up to me to decide, his art alone would probably be enough to merit that ranking. For the blue unit in the F tier, uh, it is Clive. We decided to put Clive in the F tier because of just how bland he is. His art is bland, his weapon and its support effect is bland, his defense plus 3 in the A slot is bland, hit and run in the B slot is bland, his offensive spread of 33-25 is bland, his defensive spread of 32-19 is bland as well. And everything about Clive just screams bland and unremarkable, and so he's officially the worst blue unit in the Grail pool. 
The green unit is Picnic Leo, and of all of the units we could demote from F tier into the F tier from E, I'd say Leo is the worst. Uh, because on one hand he is still the Tomato Man for whatever reason, and he is also a ranged calf with 146 BST, who you probably aren't going to build no matter what. And the final unit in the F tier is New Year's Corrin, and Corrin is just kind of bad. His offensive spread of 32-30 is really bad, and he, for some reason he just has really lopsided defenses. Sure, it could help him against physical units, but since Corrin is ranged, he still has to face magic units and will take very heavy damage from them. Therefore, this all makes Corrin a weird unit and also the worst in the colorless grail pool. Now for the E tier. So I'm going to start with the only unit that has been newly added to this tier and it is Aramaya. She is another infantry healer like Summer Reese who I will be talking about later, but there is simply nothing that gives her an advantage in this tier list unlike him. Her offensive spread of 32-35 is quite good, but I'd say a 23-27 defensive spread and 44 HP means that she essentially cannot take a hit. If you compare her with Emerin, who trades 1 speed and 1 HP for 3 more res, but can gain IVs much easier, I'd say Aramaya is nothing special. Her skills are even worse. Panic Plus is available on Maria and Priscilla, both of who came out in year 1. Attack Res Push 3 came out on Brady and Distant Guard 3 on Kronia. So without the Palm Staff, that is Summer Reese's selling point, Aramaya is just placed one tier lower than him in this tier list, since there is absolutely nothing that makes her stand out. And a unit that has moved into the E tier is Finn, who drops down into the tier for the simple reason that he is becoming more and more obsolete as this game continues. With Petrine being magnitudes better, whether in terms of her combative potential or the fodder that she makes available, I really don't think that there is any reason to build Finn at all unless you really love him as a character. And even so, maybe don't spend the grails on him. In the E tier, we have only one new unit, and as you might be able to guess from when I was talking about Aramaya just now, it is Summer Reese. So for the past year or so, infantry healers in the free-to-play pool have essentially been the new Lance Flyer. IS throws them out with extremely similar stat lines, no personal weapon, and unoriginal skills, and they are very quickly forgotten. I'd say Reese is no exception. His 44 HP and 36 res give him decent protection against magical threats, and his 34 attack is quite high, but that also means that he has a paltry 27 speed and 21 defense, meaning that he will most likely be doubled and lose to any physical enemy. His skills, I'd say, are nothing special as well. Brazen Attack Res 3, which unlocks at 5 stars from Reese, is on New Year's Air at 4 stars, and Drive Res 2 is available on Soleil, who is in the 3 to 4 star pool. Physic Plus and Heavenly Light, while decent skills for a healer, are nothing special as well. 
I'd say the only thing that keeps Reese from being rated lower on this list is his Inheritable Palm Staff Plus, which inflicts attack speed minus 5 on foes within 2 spaces during combat. This staff is useful for, I'd say, any offensive healer at all, giving them a higher chance to double as well as more sustainability should they be attacked. And so, therefore, I'd say, even though Reese carries a good weapon, his lackluster stats and skills still keep him in the D tier. So now, on to the C tier. This is the first tier in which I have a very, very large amount of units to talk about. So, yeah, like the E tier, I'm going to be mainly going over the new units first, and then I'll be talking about changes in position. So firstly, we have Gull, and Gull is Travant, but not as bad. With 6 more BST when compared to Travant, Gull has the same HP, 2 more attack, 4 less speed, 2 less defense, and 10 more res, meaning that he is even more min-maxed for a defensive flyer in terms of speed, but does exchange that for much more balanced defenses. Of course, Gaul is ultimately still a free-to-play lands flyer, so IS couldn't do anything original with him. They gave him Guard Lance, Brazen Attack Defense, and Odd Attack Wave. Guard Lance is, I'd say, pretty cool since it only existed on Fiora, who is in the 5-star pool, but Brazen Attack Defense was made available on Ares as a 4-star in 2018, and Spring Bar Trade already has Odd Attack Wave. And so therefore, Gaul takes Trevant's place in the C tier, and Trevant also drops down to D. There isn't really much to be talked about there. And the next unit is Groom Hinata. Many people might be a fan of our Fury Master Hinata, but I don't think many are a huge fan plus of him as a groom. With 47 HP, 40 defense, attack defense bond free in the A slot, and his inheritable weapon, Groom Hinata can reach a whopping 96 physical bulk at base. But by simply specializing in countering physical threats, he loses out significantly on the magical side. As Groom Hinata's 21 res and 27 speed will make him lose against basically any decently fast magical unit. When you compare him with similar free-to-play axe infantry units of the same generation, like Echidna or Ross who have far more balanced stat lines, or his competitors like Kalec or Ninja Hanna who I'll of course be talking about later, I'd say Groom Hinata faces even stiffer competition, and his huge fan plus, while a very good inheritable weapon on its own, might just be more appropriate on a better unit. And when the free-to-play axe infantry pull is just so competitive, I'd say it is very hard for a unit to stand out, and so Groom Hinata will be in the C tier. Kalec. Kalec is the 4th Axe Infantry Grail unit released in 2020, following closely behind Ninja Hanna who released a month before him. Being a part of Gen 5 of Heroes, Kalec has a higher BST than many of his competitors, aside from Hanna, of course. I'd say his most appealing stats are his base attack of 40, which also is a super boon. It ties for the highest on any Axe Infantry unit, as well as his base 33 resistance, which is just the highest on any Axe Infantry at all. His 45 HP and 31 defense are pretty good, while his 27 speed, another super boon, is pretty lackluster. Kalex stats are very balanced, and this 
but this makes him not be able to really specialize in any sort of niche and it makes him feel very generic in a pool of Axe Infantry Grail units that already feel kind of like carbon copies of one another. His base kit again doesn't really have anything to stand out. It has Reprisal Axe Plus, Dragon Fang, Guard, and even Defense Wave 3. While Reprisal Axe complements his already high attack very well, I'd say the rest of his kit consists of skills that are very easily accessible on whether on other reward units or in the 3 to 4 star pool. But I'd say the biggest downfall of Kalik is the fact that he comes after Ninja Hanna, who is very specialized as a highly offensive unit who can also do some defense with damage reduction skills. And while Kalik may cost fewer Grails to get to plus 10, he also has a much lower ceiling in terms of potential usage. And so I'd say his unspecific, overly balanced stat line, an impressive kit, and the tough competition that he faces makes Kalik find himself in the C tier. And now onto units that have been moved into the C tier since the last episode. Firstly, we have Garen, and Garen drops into the C tier for a couple of reasons. Although his breath is unique in the Grail pool in that it neutralizes his status as a dragon, and his defensive spread of 33-32 is quite comparable to other infantry red dragons, his offensive spread of 33-22 is just terrible by 2021 standards, and it also makes him get doubled by most respectable units in the game. I'd say that Garen's breath is also essentially a gimmick and offers no real utility outside of adaptive damage before and after turn 3. And especially with the inclusion of Halloween Enna, who outclasses him as a defensive red dragon in basically every way except for neutralizing the weakness, we see no reason to keep Garen in the A tier. Julius, he moves down because of the competition for red tome infantry units in the Grail Pool. When you compare him to Iago, whose tome has as many effects as a Yu-Gi-Oh card, and Arvis, who just got an absolutely amazing refine in Volflame, I'd say Julius's Loptis really pales by comparison. And so until he gets a refine, Julius will probably have to stay in the C tier. Uh, Marissa, we moved her down because her stat line really doesn't hold up. She doesn't have a refine, and we now regularly see units with at least 10 more points of BST than Marissa. And so, long story short, she has aged as a unit, and you're probably not going to build her up specifically in 2021, and that's it. Valentine's Titania. When Titania was first added to the tier list, we said that her only real competition was Mage Erica, and that was before the Hero's Path became a thing and we got a copy of Erica for free. And now you have a good alternative for Titania that is pretty easily available, that is unless you want to max out a ranged unit with a whopping 145 BST. Oliver. Oliver's refine is... Great. It gives him plus 10 to both attack and res if he is fighting against someone who is not a beast and he is near a Heron Dancer. It allows him to warp around the map as long as you have the Heron Dancers in your team and also happens to have one of the best home animations in the game, which I would only put on par with Winter Bernie's house. I'd say that Oliver's refine is very simple, effective, it fits his character in the telliest games, gives him a very unique niche to fill, and most importantly, is a meme. Does it make him a good unit? 
no. So Oliver is still in the seat here. Linus. As an Axe Infantry unit, Linus faces such harsh competition from units that came out in 2020 that there really is nothing that keeps him in the A tier. So yeah, he just drops down into the C tier. Nothing special to see here. Halloween Dorcas drops down basically because of the competition. Again, being a green unit who wants to score high in Arena in 2021 really is not the good place to be. And since Dorcas was mostly used for scoring anyway, and that was the main reason that we kept him in the A tier. In the past year, we have simply gotten too many good green units who score better than him. And as he is an armored unit who is also very susceptible to armor effective red weapons, which are very common, there is no reason to justify his use in Arena at all. Grumarf. As we have said before, Groom Marf probably belongs more in the C tier than in B, so here he is. The mini Joint Hone attack on his Inheritable Axe is good, but let's face it, the Joint Hone skills are not the best in the game. And the reason why many run them is for scoring purposes in the C slot anyway. And furthermore, as an Axe Cavalier, Marf's BST is going to lag significantly behind other free-to-play units. And when you compare him to far better options like Plaguey and Chris or Lex, who both have their own unique niches to fill, I'd say there is simply no need to merge Groom Marf up. And the final unit who has been moved into the C tier is Clarice. And Clarice jumps straight from the F tier into C because of her weapon, the Sniper's Bull. It basically comes with a whole arsenal of effects. Firstly, it inflicts 7 damage to target and falls within 2 spaces after combat, which is a slightly enhanced version of the Savage Blow effect. It carries the effects of both attack and speed smoke, inflicting attack speed minus 7 on those foes as well. You run Clarice alongside a dagger unit and you can very easily create a minus 7 debuff to all stats that can pair very well with weapons like Matthew's Spy Dagger or the Broadleaf Fan. Furthermore, Clarice is able to gain attack speed plus 4 during both phases, so long as she is over 50% HP, and she also gains the fire sweep effect if within 2 spaces of her support partner. I'd say the Sniper's Bow is actually surprisingly similar to Layla's Constant Dagger, as both give an attack speed boost, inflict debuff after combat, and give the fire sweep effect of a support partner nearby. And of course, but of course, Clarice doesn't get to swap spaces with her support partner like Layla, nor is her offensive spread of 31-34 anywhere as good as her. And so, therefore, even though Clarice's weapon refine is very good, her extremely outdated stat line and BST are what stop her from getting a higher place on this tier list. And that is it for today's episode. Uh, the next episode I'll be doing is the second part of this tier list, which I'm pretty sure will be significantly longer than this uh, than this episode. And so if you'd like to reach out to the show, you can do so at our subreddit of r slash Phaeology or email the show directly at phaeology at gmail.com. If you'd like to chat, you can do so on Discord, whether by DMing the other Phaeologists or by joining our R&D server. And so I hope you have a wonderful day and schedule another appointment with your Phaeologists real soon. Take care.